welcome back to Podland. And when I say welcome back, I'm welcoming welcoming myself back from vacation. That's right. Um, this is episode three, and you know, third time's the charm. So, uh, I'm yeah. Where were you last week, Ian? I was I was uh, in the beautiful um, international waters of Florida, and uh, getting some sun, and it was uh, it was a good break from you guys. So it was it was nice. Yeah, we it had a nice. lot of fun without you. you. We did. We had a good we had a good time. You had you had one week with us and had to get out. Yes, yes, that's right. I was like, you know what? I finished one episode. It's time for a vacation. Yeah, you cashed in. He's retired. <laughs> that's it. That's it. All, all three hundred dollars I have to my name. So no, it was nice. It was nice. I had some good sunny weather down there, and uh, I came back to sun. So I can't really complain. Today was seventy degrees in Michigan, and wow, it was refreshing. So, how does I it think, feel, guys? That that weather is every single day where I live. I mean, every single day. You need Nick, to stop, Nick. Do you hear somebody talking? <laughs> it's just a Nick and I episode today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, today we got uh, we got a little bit of a different format in today's episode. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, you guys came up with a genius idea last week, and uh, I chose, I think, the best film out of the three choices well so. let's not get ahead of yourselves okay well i'm we'll find out we'll find out if yeah, that's true that's right that's right so i want to start off today um by talking the halo series that's dropping this week uh just real quick my expectations for it jason i don't know if you've played the video games or not i haven't i've okay. been a playstation guy my entire life through and through so okay. very anti Xbox. Yep. Oh look at that. He's got it. I have not played. You don't this have game. to be you don't have to be anti Xbox. You can you can just I know, be, I don't I know. I'm not anti Xbox. Like, right. There you go. But is nope. it so hold on, didn't PlayStation recently buy uh the studio that makes Halo? Or am I getting something wrong? So they bought Bungie, uh, which used to make Halo. And used to. Um, Bungie is now known for their games, Destiny. Oh, I see. Bungie. Um, yep. Bungie made my favorite Halo, which is Halo Reach. Um, but 343 Industries actually makes Halo now. But anyways, okay, so I'm the only one versed in Halo here. Wow. The only one with culture. It feels good. Nick, well, Nick you know? just showed it. Nick just hold, held it up. Uh, well, yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't. That doesn't mean he's opened it and actively <laughs> put it into his Xbox 360. So I don't, don't know open anything it about. I don't. I don't. From a story perspective, I don't know anything about Halo. I don't even it, know what the Halos are. So, I don't know if I can give a brief overview in this episode if you guys want me to. But it's basically Halo is what is known as a weapon that floats around in space. It destroys. Entire civilizations destroys entire planets, basically yeah. in the shape of a halo. Basically, but it's way more so beautiful. Star the... Killer Base, because that kind of had a halo look to it. No, it's literally just a round. Like think of a ring just floating in space. And is this it, so? It's you, Thanos' this. ship. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a. It, oh, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, from Infinity War, the first like five minutes. Yeah, I forgot about that. What were you gonna say, Jason? Is is the story adaptable? Like, do you see it being yes a a a good story to adapt to? I do because Halo Reach, being my favorite video game, is honestly one of my favorite stories like I've ever like witnessed. I say witness, but like, you know, played, like read, watched, played one of my favorite stories ever. Um, I don't think they'll do an adaptation of Reach because Master Chief is in this Paramount Plus show and Master Chief is not in Halo Reach. So, but um, I just have a few expectations. Um, It's got to be dark because the, the games are dark. It's got to be dark, um, which by the trailers, it doesn't really look 
like it, but we'll see, you know. Um, it can have new characters not seen in the games. Just make the main char- character Master Chief. Just that's all I'm asking. It I looks understand. like it is going to be yeah. in the trailer, and, but it's, they yep. also kind of have the same helmet, so I get confused easily. They, they, they have some other big authority figures in the games that could easily st- steal the show, I feel like. Um, one of them being an AI named Cortana, which Master Chief carries around. Um, she is a is huge it Cortana? Part. Is it Cortana like the Siri of Xbox? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Is that pulled straight from Halo? Yeah, yep. Wow. Um, the soundtrack needs to be as good as it is in the games. The games have a phenomenal score to them. Every single one of them, even the, um, even the ones that don't have as great of a campaign, the soundtrack needs to be on that level. Because if you're gonna pull Halo fans into the show. They, they need to hear the familiar choir and the familiar electric guitar and epic drums. Um, they I don't want them to introduce any new weapons or concepts that aren't seen in the games. You can introduce new characters, but I don't know. If you're trying to attract both Halo audience and people who haven't played Halo audience, you can make the Halo you know story somewhat adaptable you know you don't have to have it down to the t but i don't need any new weapons or concepts that halo veterans are going to be like eh, and then that'll steal them away from the show and then i want the episodes to be like 45 minutes to an hour long i don't want none of this disney plus crap where it's like oh we'll start the first episode off huge an hour and then dwindle it down to a half hour yeah surprise got a lot 26 of- minutes right exactly you got a you got a lot of expectations. Here. I do. What, I do. What, what but, do you think of the trailers? When you watch the trailers, how does it line up with, with what you're hoping for? Um, when I first saw the first trailer, I was like, oh, does Master, do we see Master Chief without his helmet on? And I think we do, which we don't. He never takes his helmet off in the games, or we don't ever see his face, should I say. But that's because we're playing as him, so that makes a lot of sense. And now in terms of adapting to a TV show, it makes sense for him having to take off his helmet and show the audience's face to either grab non halo, you know, viewers, should I say, uh, but the trailers, they, the CGI looks good. Um, I'm just a little timid on it because it's, it's gotta be a lot because the, the covenant, the alien race is, you know, it's all aliens. So, you know, either a studio goes full practical, which is a lot, and this being Paramount Plus is pretty much prime show other than iCarly. Um, they're probably going to go CGI. So, um, no, it looks good. I just want it to be dark, and the trailers look very light and, like, just actiony, kind of like Marvel-y, you know? So, we'll see. But Yeah, the, I think it would be funny if Master Chief took off his helmet and it was a puppet. <laughs> just just a sock puppet like a sock monkey yeah uh, now that you say sock puppet yeah it's like someone's head or hand is like coming up like whoop, 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 whoop. that'd be hilarious yeah you're so funny man i love that don't scare me because it, it, it has like strong adult swim theme to it you know? <laughs> it's just like robot chickens yeah. yeah yeah oh my god it, I, I mean i I watched the trailer. It looks cheap and kind of cheesy to me. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't blame you. So, um, I I'm definitely giving it the benefit of the doubt. So it comes we'll out see. Thursday, Friday, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, Thursday. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll circle we'll circle back next week. I'd, are you planning on watching it, Jason? Oh, the first episode. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll tune in. Yeah, let's let's give a quick episode. for for. Uh, the non-Halo people, we can be the, the voice. There you go. Because there you go. Uh, there you I go. don't really know what to expect. Like Yeah, like you said, the trailers looked kind of cheap, and I feel like this is a show where if the aesthetic looks cheap, it's going to instantly kind of kill its momentum. Yeah. But it already got renewed for season two, didn't it, Ian? Yeah. Or did I make that up? Really? No, it did. So yeah. wow. that's promising, that's I think. Um, that that's surprising for kind of an unknown property on well, this, television. The show has been in creation for a long time, from what I understand. 
it's Peter kind of Jackson been like attached at one point, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think Spielberg is on the team somewhere. Yeah, he I like forget is producing it. Yeah, or this one. Um, but it's been. I think I first heard about Wind of a Halo show back in like fifteen, sixteen, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. And I heard, like, projected, you know, early 2020s, and this lives up to it. But, you know, I didn't actually think they were going to go through with it because there wasn't really people crying out, oh, there needs to be a show, you know. So they kind of just sprang it out of nowhere. So, but yeah, looking forward to that. And then uh, uh, we got a, an awful trailer that we need to talk about. So, yeah, that didn't look good now, did it? Uh, Jason, what didn't look good? So, you Nick knows. Nick knows I have not been the biggest Disney Plus show fan. And you know what, Jason? Um, I'm starting to side with you. You're starting to understand a little bit. Now, it, there's certainly some exceptions. Mandalorian is fantastic. I think Mandalorian is fantastic. Un- I think Unreal. I think that... The last season of the Clone Wars was really good, which was a Disney Plus show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's mm. I mean that's that's deep Star Wars yeah. for those of you who don't know. But Lucasfilm made a bunch of seasons of an animated Star Wars show for a long time, and then didn't finish it. And Disney, when they bought Lucasfilm, finished the last season of of Clone Wars and put it on Disney Plus, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Mandalorian, last season of Clone Wars, check marks from me. Those are great. Pretty much everything else that they put up, I think, has been garbage. Have you I, tried? Have you tried Rebels? Rebels is good, but that that is that considered a, a Disney Plus show? No, no, I think that I think that was born before Disney Plus. Actually. That was Disney yeah. XD. Sorry, my mind failed. Yeah, me there. I mean that that was great, but it, I I don't consider that a Disney Plus show. Yeah, the shows I'm thinking about, you know, WandaVision was was good. Started I, off I amazing. Enjoyed, I enjoyed WandaVision. The Falcon and Winter Soldier did not like, did not like that one. Yeah, and and then after that one, um, Loki have, was so so, but it could have been. We a have movie. Loki. Loki was so so, and then we had Boba Fett, which I thought was just absolute trash. And then the worst of the bunch is Hawkeye, which was <laughs> hilariously <laughs> pathetic. I I will I will debate you on that. I think the worst of them has been Boba Fett. Honestly, I, I mean, I'm not going to argue too much. They're both, yeah. they're both disgustingly yeah. bad. They they deserve to be put in a landmine. But, <laughs> but there is a lot of new shows coming out to Disney Plus. They're obviously putting a ton of money, and I'm excited for some of them. Moon Knight, which comes out here in a few weeks, looks fantastic. This and week, everything isn't it. This it, week, it's not this week. It's I think the it's thirtieth next week. So next yeah, week, next oh, week. Okay, we'll be giving okay. our our yep. thoughts on what we. So think. there's certainly a lot of credible shows coming, but. With a lot of quantity, sometimes you miss out on some quality. Yeah. And uh, Miss Marvel is a show I didn't know much about. Had a trailer drop this week. I'm not putting too much stock into it. It obviously wasn't made for all demographic. No, but Nick, I'm I'm gonna let Nick answer this one. Nick, what is Miss Marvel, and what do you think of the trailer that was dropped this week? Um, Miss Marvel is. I don't know if she's the first, but she's like. I'm going to say she's the first, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, Muslim superhero to join Marvel in, like, the comics. And she has, like, Mr. Fantastic powers where, like, her arms get kind of stretchy and, like, she can, like, do – she's basically, like, Elastigirl. Um, but – Is it, like, mixed with – with uh, what's Brie Lawson's character's name? Uh, uh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. No, Captain Marvel. <laughs> like the stuff you saw in the trailer is like they redid her powers so that it basically, like when Reed Richard shows up at some point, it's not like the same exact thing. So they made her power, mm. powers like cosmic-y. So like instead of like her fist becoming a big fist, like her fist becomes like a giant cosmic fist. It looks like. So I don't really know. It I'm looks... I'm not hung up on what kind of power she has. I'm hung no, I'm up not, on the, I'm not the either, story. But the story also doesn't look good. No. So, I'll be I'll be the voice of reason on this one. <laughs> Surprisingly, this sh- this show clearly is made for young girls. 
I mean, this is like a middle school, high school, female-centric TV show. It was not made for the three of us, you know, mid to late 20 guys. You know, that's just not what the show's made for. So, yeah, I agree. It looks terrible. It looks unbelievably cheesy in the vein of Hawkeye, which I just hated. But I didn't feel when watching Hawkeye that it was made for a much younger audiences. I felt that it was attempting to be like all the other Marvel movies, which are made for a wide demographic, which includes us. But it, it just didn't, it was so cheesy. It was so bad. It was cringy. And I think this is going to be in the same vein. But the difference is, again, for a different demographic. So I don't even know if I'm going to watch it much, to be honest with I'm, you. It looks, I probably it will bad. end up watching it just because it's the way I am. But she's going to end up in Captain Marvel 2, which I think they're just calling like the Marvels. Hmm. Okay. So she's already confirmed for that. So I don't know. I'm kind of getting, for the first time in my life, I'm kind of getting like marveled out, like heavy duty. Yeah. I don't know. It's just been, it's just been kind of stagnant since Infinity War or even Endgame. You know. So like Spider Man was cool, but the cool part about Spider Man was like the last third of it. Yeah. And even like being couple months removed like looking back it's like eh. you remove that element of it it's like it's fine right right but like well, the opening yeah, night it was, was super it was, cool it was cool not because of its connection to, to the mcu it was cool because of the connection to previous spider-man movies yeah yeah you know that's what made it cool that being said i am looking forward to multiverse of madness in may but i i like thinking about it i just feel nothing that and that's you know I don't blame you there because like you, I am marveled out, but I think there's a certain connection that we can make to core characters that we're used to seeing. Yeah. You know? I'm sure I'll get excited the closer we get, but like yeah. it being like a month and a half out, I'm like, uh, right. Uh, I don't blame you there. So I think it's kind of weird that Marvel's kind of doing this and then DC's just, you know, yeah, DC's doing something right. You know, not, alone you know, knock on wood, knock on wood because yeah. You know, we have Black Adam coming out, and, um, you know, I'm pretty sure The Rock is eventually going to be the Batman sometime in our life. So, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see about that. But can you, you want to jump into... Uh, can you just oh. imagine, like, his giant rock body and, like, the Val Kilmer bat nipple suit? Like, that would be ridiculous. But he's got, he's got Black Jordans on, I'm oh. speaking to. Wow, that's oh, unusual. man. You guys want to jump into our movie reviews? Yeah. Yeah. Three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we're doing something uh, a little bit different this episode. It can be kind of a, a, a tester for this type of format, but there wasn't one clear movie that came out this week that trumped all the other little films. Yeah. It was just kind of a hodgepodge. So we're going to have these this summer for sure. And mm-hmm. we've already talked about that. Just us, you know, talking about our schedule about some some episodes that not a not a big movie's dropping, so we might have to change it up from a format perspective. So we're, we're doing that now. We had three movies that came out this week, and we thought it would be a cool idea to assign one movie per host, and we'll watch it, we'll review it, we'll give a little five-minute review of that movie, and then the two guys who haven't seen the film can, can maybe lob some questions to the host who, who reviewed it and uh, maybe get some interesting conversations going. So the three movies this week uh, are X, which is a new horror film from A24. That's on. Uh, that's out in theaters. We have Deep Water, which is a erotic thriller that uh, was part of 20th Century Fox that was bought by Disney, which owns Hulu. So it kind of made its rounds uh, since its creation, and it was pushed to Hulu uh, for streaming. And then we have Windfall, which is um, like a kidnapping type of movie that's that's on Netflix. So it's a movie. It's, it's a movie. A movie. We'll, we'll, we'll start with what I will assume is the best of the bunch. We'll start with X, which Ian saw. You hear that, Nick? So did any of us that? see the any of the other person's movies? Like, is there no, any uh, overlap no. at all? Because I didn't. No. I only watched mine. 
Nope. I only watched okay. mine. Wow, I only this, watched is mine. Actually, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. So I'm, I'm going to lob it over to Ian. Ian, you watched X. I so, did. So I give, did. Us, give us uh, your review. Uh, so I just want to start by a brief synopsis. X is, like you said, A24's new, uh, newest horror. Um, and in the past, A24 has done horror pretty well. I would say most of the time it's been pretty solid. Um, just a brief synopsis. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in a scheduled far- uh, in a secluded farmhouse in rural Texas. The reclusive elderly hosts take a special interest in their young guests. As, as night falls in, the couple's leering interest takes a violent turn. I, en- I enjoyed this a lot. I did. It felt very accurate to the timeline it's set in the 70s every song on the radio you know everything on tv that you see was from the 70s and or earlier you know none of this hodgepodge half-witted filmmaking this felt very true to the timeline very true to the set all the characters everything amazing um it's your classic 70s slasher it really is. It's amazing. Um, it's kind of slow to start. Um, but you can still, at the beginning, get a feel of what the what the theme is leaning towards. Which I kind of like. Because then it starts setting up eerie stuff. Especially when they get to the ranch. And um, all the characters um, were played phenomenally. Kid Cudi is in it. Which was a big surprise. Um, which I feel like he's in a lot of movies recently. So, um, yeah, he was just in Don't Look Up, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, none of the characters didn't make me want to scream at them. Like, you know, watch out or right over there, open your eyes. You know, I think, I think that's huge for me because it just, I don't know. There was a sense of, you know, realism to the characters, I guess, which I loved. Um, and the kills were fun, man. The kills are enjoyable, which I think uh, Nick has gotten me really into horror recently. And I think Nick uh, is going to enjoy this, especially. Jason, I'm not sure what your take is on scary horror movies, but um, if you enjoy good kills, if you enjoy genuine, you know, eerie... Is this- is this like a slasher, like a uh, saw type of? Yeah, type of. I would I would say it's more so. I would say it's more so campy than Saw is, but is it more um, like Friday the Thirteenth? Yes, exactly. Or yep. like it from just like the trailers, it kind of gave the vibe of like a Texas Chainsaw with like it's, the old secluded ranch. It's a hybrid between both Friday the Thirteenth and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's beautiful. Um, That's what I like to hear. Which is why I think it's probably going to be my... I haven't seen Scream, the newest Scream, but it's probably going to be one of my favorite horrors this year. I'm also looking forward to Jordan Peele's next um, establishment. But um, one other thing, there is an end credit trailer for a prequel. Well, yeah, a prequel to X. So. I heard like the last week. I read that they like when they were filming X in New Zealand, they filmed the prequel like back to back in secret, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Like that's super exciting. Oh, it's awesome. Is it? Is it the same? Same cast? director. Same director. Um, not sure about the same cast. There is a there is a um same character or not same character. Um, there is a same actress in it. She's playing a different character, um, oh, and it looks good. It's set earlier. This movie set in 1979. This prequel will be set in 1918. Ooh. So, um, I'll let you guys, you know, when you watch it, watch that end trailer, um, kind of get a feel for what it is. But I think it's going to be great, and I think this could be a start to a, a you know, kind of new horror franchise. So. When you were watching it, did it give the vibe that a prequel is like would be earned, or like did you feel like there was more story to tell in either direction of the timeline? 
both there okay. is there is hints to both um okay, and you will you will understand what i mean by that and yeah. um emphasis on prequel rather than yeah sequel. i read prequel so, i think it's called pearl yeah that's cool uh what i have here in my notes is pearl question mark um but emphasis on the prequel there's more hints towards the prequel than there are a sequel but um i think that's what makes this kind of unique and kind of you know worth keeping on our scopes is oh they're going backwards in time instead yeah. of you know ahead of time which you know you know what it reminds me of a little bit uh the cabin in the woods remember watching that one with hemsworth yep yeah it, yep. it kind of kind of gives that same vibe of you know it's a classic horror concept yeah a group of group of friends you know young group of friends leave their hometown and, and go take a vacation exactly you know, it's the kind of it's the kind of one goes out, they don't come back. You know, yeah. it's it's very campy, which I love the that use of word there because even though they're not going to camp, they're going to film. It's it's set into a a cabin where it just you know there's rooms with beds in each of them, multiple showers. You know, so um, is there is there much humor at all in the film? Or, it's or not? I put in my letterbox review. It is uncomfortably funny at times some of the kills some of the scenes some of the shots are uncomfortably funny and you guys will know what i mean when you watch it because i couldn't help but when i'm watching just give out like a little chuckle but wince at the same time and kind of like peek through my eyes because of some of these scenes but i think that's what makes it great because you're still engaged in the horror aspect of it but you, you know, I don't know. You're in, you're enjoying it per se. You know, yeah. it's like I, I watched Hereditary and that that film freaked me out. And that's, that's the probably movie I've ever seen. Yeah, so and scary. that's 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 not one where I'm like, you know, laughing or like give a little chuckle at certain scenes. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just, you know, open mouth like, what the hell did I just watch? You know, but this with, one with. with with every with every film i'm always interested with every horror film i should say i'm always interested in if it's more psychological in the sense of its horror aspects or is it more jump scale yeah it's um i mean it's kind of both in this which um you know that doesn't really help your question per se but um i think it's more so like psychologically it's more so you know like the build up of what's coming in the third act um so and then you know i guess a good example of a psychological horror would be you know midsummer you know that i mean that movie just psychologically just does not make sense you know it's just insane don't let jay get talking about florence Pugh. Okay. Oh, dude, we we had a little pew corner last. Uh, yeah, that's episode. that's what I saw in the notes, and I'm like, oh, I bet Jason was loving every second of <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, yeah. This... I could do a little pew corner each episode. I could do it. <laughs> so this kind of what you're describing with like them kind of setting up a prequel, <clears throat> kind of reminds me of a horror franchise that came out last year on Netflix called Fear Street, mm. and they dropped three movies each if three Fridays in a row. And they started in the 90s, and they kept going. Each movie went backwards, so you could see, like, how the town got haunted. And it was yeah, super it went, cool. Yeah, it went from the 90s to the 70s to, like, the 1600s or 1700s, yeah. right? It was so, it was a really cool little yeah. trilogy they did. It's a, I, did it I, say when Pearl was going to come out at all? Uh, no, it did not, unfortunately. Okay. Um, it just said, it just said coming soon. Um I mean, if they filmed it back to back, I would like to say maybe we get a drop this fall. That'd you be know? exciting. Yeah, if they're smart, cool. because it what blows my mind about the Fear Street trilogy is that those dropped in summer and then Scream dropped in January. Like, I don't know if it's just like the production studio being like, no, you have to drop them these dates. But I don't know why you would deter away from October, September, October, November, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel you on that. Lastly, my I put X at three and a half stars on Letterboxd. Um, just, just because it took a while 
it took a little bit to get set up, which, you know, that's pretty common with horror movies. You know, there's always that beginning. Um, but three and a half for me, which is a very, that's a, that's a generous rating for me, I think. Yes. So it's good. It's good. Well, I, I think out of the, the trio of films, it seem seems to be, uh, the best of the bunch and the one I'd want to watch the most of the three. So let's, uh, let's go to the other side of the spectrum of quality (laughs) and let's go to both nick and i's films we'll start with you nick you got to watch windfall which is the newest netflix film why don't uh why don't you take it away on on your review how was windfall um did you see windfall i i windfell (laughs) uh windfall is the newest movie by director charlie mcdowell a man breaks into a tech billionaire's empty vacation home but things go sideways when an arrogant mogul and his wife arrive for a last minute getaway (sighs) (laughs) this movie i don't know it's so like the like the description jason siegel from how i met your mother fame plays a guy who breaks into jesse plemon and lily collins no not lily Lily collins yeah lily collins he breaks into their house their vacation home and he's like robbing the place kind of living in it and they come back and then he kind of on the fly kidnaps them and like it was after looking into it it was a pandemic movie shot in a single location with three and a half actors and i am just getting sick of these pandemic movies man like i am so sick of these and it has like a pretty good cast like i love jesse Plemons a lot like a lot a lot oh i know you do yep (laughs) and like this movie just felt like it could have been way shorter like 30 45 minute short film Hmm. in and out just like like uh just kept it's it's already really short right it's like an hour and a half it is super lean but like there's a lot of filler because it's the three of them just on the same property and it is cool like jason siegel came up with this idea and they shot it on his property i don't know if that's like it's probably one of his vacation homes. I, I doubt he actually lives at that location. But it was his. He owns that property that they shot at. And so that's kind of cool. Like he had this idea. Netflix funded it. He got Jesse Plemons and Lily Collins involved. Pretty cool. But like it just – it feels like it runs out of steam like abruptly at a certain point. And it just kind of takes the wind out of your sails. So when like – there's like a pseudo twist – at the end not really not but enough when that to li- happens you're just like all right is that is that yeah is that twist not enough to elevate the movie at all not re- it f- just fe- feels like the movie goes off the rails a bit hmm. and yeah. like nothing feels fully earned from anyone because it's just like the dial there's not enough meat in the dialogue for there yeah. to be like payoff at the end so I don't know. Does it almost I, feel? Does it almost feel like a uh, a home movie? A pun not really intended. Obviously, it was literally <laughs> filmed in Jason Siegel's home. But did it feel super low budget? Kind of a couple friends decided, hey, let's let's kind of shoot a, a kind quick little movie. Of, there was like there were some exterior shots outside where I thought the sky looked super blown out and like it looked like if. Maybe that could have just been, like, the lens or camera they were using. But, like, that exterior shots shots seemed, like, kind of funky. So, I don't Did know they if that was, like... Seemed Netflixy, probably. Yeah, not even Netflixy. Just, like, they never fully, like, closed, like, the F spot of the okay. camera. And so, it just looked kind of weird. I don't know. It That's just, hmm. like, a technical nitpicky thing. But, like, going off Jason's question it probably was a very small crew of like 10 11 12 people because this house was super small there was only the three of them and like there wasn't a whole lot there they leave the property once Hmm. and that's like 
the most you get outside the house. Um, Jesse Plemons' character feels a little like he's a billionaire tech guy, and his character feels a little overbaked. I would say a little on the nose okay. of current how current climate views billionaires. I would say okay, if that makes any sense. Um, it felt a little. Did you guys see Malcolm and Marie last year? Yeah. Yeah, I was just, I was literally about to make that connection because it, I know yeah, you and I talked about it. That was another pandemic movie directed by Sam Levinson, Zendaya, and whatever. John David, John David Washington. John David Washington. Thank you. Yeah, it kind of had that vibe where like Malcolm and Marie, it just kept going and it was just the two of them in the house. It was just like different yeah. shots in different rooms. Like, I think I described, I think other. I described it as like a rag you're trying to wring out dry but you're trying to wring it out under a running faucet like it just it's never yes. gonna end you know so it, it like that malcolm and marie a super cool idea that was 45 minutes too long again yeah. like i don't know if netflix is just afraid of doing like finding these little short stuff but like i don't know it felt too long for me so you, you think if this movie was chopped down a little bit, do you think it would have been better? I think there's in somewhere in there, there's a really cool 40, 30 minute short film. Okay. Mm. And I don't think there's any shame in that. Cause there's an, yeah. it's an interesting concept, but yeah, it's, um, it's actually pretty like, and you can't, it's not you, a full comedy. Like it's, it doesn't commit to like it being a dark comedy or like a comedy in any way, but there is some hilarity in the guy robbing the house okay. and them coming home and him just going, oh, are you kidding me? Okay. And then him having to like kind of kidnap them on the fly is kind of humorous. Okay. So it ha- it has enough stuff to go like to get you going, and then at a certain point, it's just like feels really repetitive, and then yep. the end kind of. How is stay. uh how is Jason Siegel in it? Because I think of him, I just think of rom coms yeah. and how I met your mother, over the top cheesy. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it it seems like this is an attempt for him to be a little bit more. Uh, you know, a little bit more serious. It feels like more if, of a drama. It feels like a another John Krasinski coming out of his shell. You know, it's like breaking yeah. that stereotype of oh, I'm gonna grow some facial hair and then play some serious roles. Well, it, yeah, it looks it, yeah. it looks like someone attempting to do <laughs> emphasis on attempting. If he pulls it off, he was my favorite. I think out of the movie, okay. because he for the first little bit, it's just like him, and so he he does some pretty good like physical acting okay where you're like all right you can kind of get inside of his head without him saying anything um i did i really enjoyed him but again it was just it felt a little long which is weird for a movie that's already pretty lean um but i don't know it's it's fine i i gave it two stars yeah um it was the perfect plane movie i will say that okay it was like the perfect it we the movie ended and then the captain was like, we are 10 minutes away from Detroit. And then we landed. And I was like, never thinking oh, about this movie you, again. Because you literally watched it on I a plane. I literally watched it on a plane. That's yeah. not a joke. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It, you watched a plane movie on a plane. Yeah. I don't know. Well, not much more to say about that. So. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Jason, you want to kick things off with our last movie? Yeah. It doesn't get much better. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. Last of the trio, I watched Deep Water, which, like I mentioned before, it's streaming on Hulu right now. Uh, Deep Water, Ben Affleck, Ana de Armas, they play this married couple that are basically in an open relationship, although it's kind of one-sided. Ana de Armas has pretty much free reign to to take on you know any number of, of different lovers. Come on now. And, uh, and you know, I... There's something. It's like it's a mystery thriller, but it's also basically an erotic thriller. So there's definitely like there's definitely like this there's definitely like this sexual uh, gratification that Ana de Armas's character gets out of basically seeing Ben Affleck's character suffer watching her uh, get with these other guys. He's a cuckold. He basically, <laughs> no, for real. But he. But what's so weird about the movie is when you watch it, he obviously doesn't want to be. So no one wants to be one. <laughs> well, I mean, some people are weird. Some people are weird about it. Uh, I mean, it's attempting to be this 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 interesting erotic thriller with um, with some deep through lines that 
that you're trying to piece together as you're watching. And, uh, and unfortunately, it's just void of, of any of that, of that mystery that you would come to expect from a film like this. It doesn't make any sense. I, after the movie ended, I, I mean, I sat on this for a good while. There was, I, I really felt, I said this in my letterbox review, I truly feel like it thought it was smaller than it actually was. Hmm. Because the, the plot line, the events that unfolded, the decisions that the characters made seemingly were out of no clear reason. There wasn't any clear motives behind what they were doing. The entire movie, the entire movie, you're asking yourself, what's what's like going on right now? It's a very odd film that you expect at the end some pieces to connect and and you to have this realization, oh, I, I understand what's been happening. Hmm. That never occurs. That never occurs. The entire film, you basically just see Ben Affleck's character play this bizarre off-brand version of his Gone Girl character, very emotionless. Uh, the only times he gets emotional is out of anger when seeing his wife be with these other men, hmm. which they clearly have this bizarre arrangement where that's okay within the marriage. But he never once says that that's okay, that he is okay with that, that he's that he's fine yeah. with it. It's it's, it's it, like known within the community of their friends within the movie that that this is a thing that they do this. But he well, hates yeah, it. word would get around if she was sleeping with the neighborhood. Oh, they, they don't hide it one bit. They don't hide it one bit. <laughs> they have like these parties at their houses and she flaunts it. She flaunts these young boys. One of the young guys is the actor from Euphoria. Uh, the that either of you guys watch Euphoria? I haven't yet. No. Oh, Jacob uh Alordi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the breakout kids that was from that show. He's in it. Uh huge age discrepancy there but um but anyways it was it was a mystery thriller that wasn't thrilling whatsoever it was just confusing the entire time he watched it i feel like i feel like it gives off like and this is not because ben affleck's in it but i feel like it gives off like gone girl vibes almost but like that that it's that's why i made the connection between ben affleck and his gone girl character it's it's trying to be in the same vein as Gongo with a, with a unique different twist to it. Right. And it's just, it, you know what it's trying to be? It's trying to be a mix between Gongo and Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. It's trying okay. to take the mystery, mystery thriller aspect of, of Gongo and mix it with the erotic nature of, of Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, which I've never seen. Uh, but I can tell you right now, it, it falls flat in its attempt. It's not very erotic, although I, I, I'm glad that that's the case, <laughs> but hate um, X. not very erotic and it's not very thrilling and it's mysterious for sure. But like I said, in my letterbox review, it's mysterious in all the wrong reasons. Yeah. You finish the film thinking, what did I just watch? Yeah, exactly. What was the point of this? What was they trying to say? It, it made no sense. So plot line, the, the director and his vision of it, I just, I, I couldn't get behind. I was confused by uh, the act, the the actors, you know, Ben Affleck wasn't a standout. He was just there. He was a placeholder and didn't get much from his performance. Ana de Almas, it's very similar. She didn't have much to work with. The only good thing I have to say about the movie is I said this uh, last week about the Adam Project. I'll say it again. the The child actor that was in the film, who is the kid of Ben Affleck and Ana de Almas's character. Uh, was superb she was hilarious she was really funny she's really young i don't know how old she is i don't know four yeah i I don't i don't know kids ages very well but she was really good for her age i was blown away every time she was on screen yeah it seems like a lot of child actors are coming up i don't i don't know where you know but um they seem to be getting better that's for sure (laughs) i i got a question yeah how are the snails (laughs) <laughs> that that is What's a up whole with plot. The snails, Jason. That's Why another the whole. There's a whole plot line about the fact that Ben Affleck's character has these snails. He's like a snail keeper. He's got this in this backyard. This you know uh, shed that's filled with snails, and uh, it's very bizarre. I think it's attempting to play into the erotic nature of this thing because it has so many close-up shots of Ben Affleck. Snails are holding the most erotic animal. 
Oh, they are so weird, bro. It and it makes no sense. There, there's no connection between his obsession with these snails and the plotline. Again, I think the movie is trying to make a connection. It's really trying to force you to think about, you know, what what's the connection here? What's the deeper meaning? What's you know, what's five layers down? And unfortunately, there's it's it's void. You know, there's it, the the levels deeper down are vacant. There's just nothing there. It makes no sense. But there's a lot of snails in this movie. If you're into snails, yeah. yeah well, bro, apparently, watch this ASAP. Apparently, snails are the most erotic animal ever. So I didn't know that. I mean, I'm surprised that Nick that's, knew that. That's why Turbo's rated R. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about them. Oh my gosh! Uh, Would you give this on uh, Letterbox? Jason. I gave it a whopping one and a half stars. I would never recommend this to anyone. It, uh, Does that it mean I don't have sucked. to watch it? Don't watch it. Oh, don't I'm watch watching it. it. <laughs> oh, You're watching, watching it for it. the snails. Okay. It sucked. It sucked the two two hours out of my life that I can. Never it's get two back. hours. It's two hours long. Oh Look, my god. I, we we kind of had a, a picking of straws last week to who was going to watch what movie, and I got. Deepwater, which I was really excited about because of Ana de Amis. I'm like, mm-hmm. I it's a it's a little bit like my love for Florence Pugh. Just not I to love Ana de Amis. I I love Ana de Amis, and I was just excited to watch a movie with Ana de Amis in it. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot for a movie with an actress like Ana de Amis, or again, my goddess Florence Pugh. It takes a lot for those films with them in it to be bad, and just like Hawkeye. Deepwater found its way to put these incredible actresses in a, just a horrifically boring movie. Yeah, and that happens, unfortunately. I mean, just look at what Netflix is pumping out pretty much every month. It's just god-awful movies. Like, I cannot name the last... I mean, besides Fear Street, you know, which I wouldn't even no, consider I, in the same league as some of these solo Netflix movies that are coming out, but... It's because Power they the they dog. focus on they focus on volume over quality, mm-hmm. and so for sure, Nick just mentioned the Power of the Dog. They do have hits every now and then, but it's in the midst of a bunch of trash. Whereas you know the the golden example of uh, of the opposite of that is HBO, where they don't focus on volume. They don't really pump out a whole lot of quantity, but everything they put out is superb. It's usually really good. Instead, they bring out masterpiece, uh, bring back masterpieces such as Dune 2021. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. Game of Thrones season eight. (laughs) Nope. Don't say that. So, uh, those were the three movies this week. I'd say one for three. Pretty safe to say that. Yeah. Two duds, one quality. I'm, I'm very eager Oh, by the way, I was going to say this. If any, I know Nick, you're going to see X tomorrow. If any of us watches so these films in the future, I'd love to, you know, throw them out in the pod. Just a quick two minute sent or two yeah, second can, sentence yeah, of like, it. oh, I watched Deepwater. By the way, I hated it as well. So yeah, I should watch them both this week. Um, I'm not watching Deepwater. Oh, I'm watching Deepwater. There's definitely no reason to to watch Deepwater or Windfall, yeah. but go at it. No, um, I, you know, judging based off of both of your reviews, I don't think both of those movies are worth a watch. Um, but definitely both of you, I would recommend go see X. So yeah, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm seeing it tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, let's, uh, let's, let's head into, Oh, what's up, Ian? I was just going to say, I'm looking forward to more of these kind of structured episodes. I like the idea yeah. of, yeah. Uh, each of us watching a different movie and then giving a quick little spiel on it. So yeah, our next projected one is is the Sonic the Hedgehog two and Ambulance week of April. What a what another great duo of movies. I predict. I feel like I'm duds. making out like a bandit by going to see Sonic the Hedgehog two. I am like. I feel like those movies should cross me. over. You at two one point. are crazy. We're going to for see the, ambulance willingly for the listeners uh nick is gonna see sonic the hedgehog 2 while ian and i watch ambulance i i can't i never watched sonic the first one i i can't handle it that was we'll, a, we'll get to that those, was a corona we'll, watch for me yeah we'll, we'll get those, we'll get to those when we cross that we'll bridge. get to those movies when, <laughs> when they come uh but let's let's wrap it up uh what uh what have we been watching guys what's what's been on our tubes the last couple weeks ian uh i've seen the batman now five times Oh my word! Yep, oh my and 
uh, a little shout out to Genius on Netflix. That's a great. Uh, would you call it a documentary? Yeah, it's like a docu series. Yeah, kinda. a little docu series on Netflix about Kanye West and um, so good. Oh, it's amazing, and I think anybody I who's it, good things. I think anybody who's not a fan of Kanye or like his music, I think. I don't know if you're bored and you're feeling ambitious. Watch this because I think it's worth it. I think if it gives a lot of. If you don't know anything about Kanye West and you want to become a fan, just watch the first episode. Yep. So, um, just watch this because I think it gives a a deeper insight into how Kanye became who he is um, today. So. Yeah. Again, talking about hits of Netflix, that was a huge hit. That was that was an awesome documentary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from Netflix. They've made some great things. Well, I, I think there's there's got to be a clear distinction when it comes to Netflix on their their feature films and their TV series. I mean, they well, they they labeled this as to... a Kanye West trilogy, and each one's like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. It's a limited series. It's not a movie. We, right. we can't play ourselves. There's a difference between the movie side of Netflix and the TV slash limited series side. They hit. They hit the TV shows out of the park more times than not. It's just the movies that, that fall flat. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. What about you, Jason? Oh, no, go, go for it. Nick. What have you been watching? I, I no. you. I'd I'd, I'd rather hear from Jason first. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, I kind of, this last week, I, I watched a lot of movies. I kind of, I've been really busy at work. And so I'm in the last month of my fiscal year so no one cares about this but it's just like a really busy time at work and so the last week most nights i just kind of want to decompress and get my mind off of work so i've been watching a lot of movies which i i usually don't watch a lot of movies in the span of a week i usually watch one or two a week uh but i watched a lot i went from the french dispatch i'm looking at my letterbox diary right now i watched the french dispatch i revisited les miserables i watched nobody which was awesome. That movie's oh, so good. So good. And then I watched The Tragedy of Macbeth. So those four movies I watched within four or five days. Hey, don't forget all... about Deep Water. Don't forget about <laughs> Deep Water. Unfortunately, I want I mean I want to forget about Deep Water. <laughs> but I mean those movies were fantastic. Uh, nobody I was shocked. What a clear standout for that movie. It was um not on my radar whatsoever until I saw Nick you had posted the review about it. Dude, it rules. It was fantastic. It's got Bob Odenkirk. Is that how you say his last name? Od- Odenkirk. Od- Odenkirk, who's Saul from Breaking Bad. If that movie doesn't get Saul. you to start Better Call Saul, nothing will. It, oh, it's so, so good. It's in the same vein as John Wick. I feel like John Wick has created this really interesting subgenre within action movies. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, it's so good. And then uh, on the TV side, I've been watching – that new series on HBO about the Lakers dynasty about Magic Johnson oh. and Dr. Buzz. Oh. oh, I have some thoughts on this. Uh-oh. Oh, man. I you haven't go. seen last go. night's episodes. Go. I haven't seen go last first. night's episode. I only watched the first two episodes. Superb. Oh, my Is goodness. It, how's, it, how's it stand next to uh, um, Michael Jordan's? What is it? Well, it's very different. The Michael very, Jordan very one was a, was a documentary. Okay. It's, it's, it's a documentary style. This is an actual... TV show. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, it's, it's a it's a dramatic, yeah, uh, retelling of Doctor Bus purchasing the Lakers franchise, drafting Mike uh, Magic Johnson, who's from all of our hometown, Lansing, Michigan. Yep. So it's really cool to see oh, Lansing nice. being talked about a lot and and things being shot in Lansing. Well, Very I have cool. to check that out. Wow. It's it's shot in like from a cinematography perspective, which is maybe what Nick is going to go with this because he's the f- filmmaker of the trio of us, but it's so interesting how they shot this film i mean it takes place in 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 what the the 60s the 70s 70s late 70s late 70s and they shot it in in basically old 70s style film and digital it, it so it's got this you know very old school look to it that's cool it's it's got old school filmmaking tactics where you know you got the the camcorder or the film camera and it like quickly zooms in on somebody mm-hmm. and then zooms back you know just tactics that that you would see from a 80s or 90s movie and uh it's just really cool the the 
the actors are superb. It, the character's really interesting. The story's fantastic. Nice. Uh, I highly recommend it. I I um I do love how it's shot. It is super cool. That's not what I'm my gripe with it is at all. And also the guy who plays magic looks like magic. It's like almost He's got uncanny. that great smile. He's got that great smile. Like, like it's magic. almost one for one with old magic. It's really cool. I cannot stand Adam McKay. And his style is weighing on my heart and soul. And it's just like, it's a pain in a slog to get through episodes at certain points. Like, I just, I can't. It's a really good show, but it has, it got McKayed. And I just, I hate, like, it's very whole, like, like the main character looking into the camera and saying something quick, quippy. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. He is I, like I love it. I still love it. I, I love that style. I just don't like McKay's style. His last like couple have been not my favorite, and it just feels so old. That like whole trope of like looking at the camera and be like I don't know, breaking the fourth wall. I just I don't know. It seems you, don't, you didn't like don't look up then, did you? Oh, don't get me started. On don't look oh up. God. <laughs> I, I love but my re- I, I, I love my review on Don't Look Up. I Nick. will um I'll stick with it probably, but like man, I it took me a couple parts to get through the first couple episodes and I was like, ugh. I think Whatever. I think objectively, you're crazy. It's the first two episodes which I've seen I felt like No, I I like it. Part. It's just like it I I don't like that Adam McKay is doing it. You don't like those quick Adam McKay like No, know, I hate scenes. him. I hate them so much. But that's that's, that's strong. That's, that's that just strong. one strong. man's opinion on this. That is strong. I mean I didn't like don't look up, but I mean did you, Jason? I'm curious. Oh, I did not. Okay, no, no, all right, no. Good. I, I'm I'm good. very confused as to the critical response to the movie. <laughs> it got nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. I don't understand. I, no. I watched it and it um But it seems like every year that the Academy is just going downhill, it feels like. But so but you know, there's a lot of those nominations. We we might think about doing a, an Oscar centric podcast, but there's a, because there's a lot of those nominations I don't quite understand. A a lot of love for the power of the dog and I can respect I can respect why there's a lot of love for the power of the dog it just wasn't my favorite at all i wasn't a fan of the movie i can respect the the actors at benny the Cumberbatch for sure you know did fantastic i didn't like the movie at all didn't like don't look up at all so there's a there's a good amount of different nominations that i just you, didn't quite get. you said you watched macbeth this past week too i watched the tragedy of macbeth I macbeth did. has some of the coolest cinematography in a movie I've seen in quite yeah. some time. It's I've got to I've got to watch that one. It's got that classic A24 feel. A24 I mean has been probably in the last 10 years the biggest up and coming uh studio. Yeah. Of Slash any of them. distribution. And, and yeah. they, I mean they've been putting up some heaters. Some really impressive stuff. Heaters. Yeah. And it and it's A24 films have a style and a feeling a tonality to them and they know and their demographic they do and this fits right in Does you know anybody... tra- tragedy of Macbeth. i didn't understand 95 percent of the dialogue nope but, yeah, i read your I review knew this, i knew the basic story of of Macbeth, yeah. shakespeare and which is enough to get you by you can you can watch it and appreciate the movie just just based on the cinematography yeah. the tone and the acting you don't have to understand the words that they're saying I mean, I understand the words that they're saying, but I don't understand the meaning of, of what they're saying. But you can appreciate the the physical acting, um, and you know the the storyline itself. You can pick up on it, it's it's a superb film. Yeah. Yep. I'm very. Well, let's, uh, I was going to say I'm very excited for Men, which is uh, another A24. Yeah. Film I mean, coming any movie out, from so. that studio. Yeah. Put me down. Let's uh, let's wrap it up here real quick. We'll. we'll coming up on the hour mark let's uh, look ahead what do we what are we watching next week nick uh the lost city with channing tatum brad pitt and uh what's her name you say it begrudgingly 
<laughs> Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. That's right. So it I mean, it doesn't have terrible reviews, guys. It doesn't have terrible reviews. I don't know. It's it just seems like one of those money grab movies again. But it you know, looks like a movie that fell out of a portal from two thousand and five. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I can see that. I can see that. I I feel like you know, there's a there's a part of me that's maybe is like, oh, you'll be surprised, like you were for uh, the the new Jumanji. You know, I wasn't expecting going into Jumanji that I would like it, but I did. It was an enjoyable film. I I have a little bit, there's a pinch of optimism in myself that's like, okay, maybe this won't be too bad. You know, maybe it'll just be self-aware of what it is and it'll ride on that and that'll make me appreciate it. But mm-hmm. most of me is like, this is just another, you know, cheesy, this is like a don't look up, but for horny adults i think yeah so can i i want to give a quick before we i started watching a little late a couple months late i started watching the yellowstone spinoff 1883 this past week Hmm. and it gets so good so fast it's like really unbelievable nice i haven't seen a western look this good they like nail the aesthetic what so what platform is that on uh it's a paramount plus original okay Okay. So started watching. I watched the first episode when it came out around Christmas, and then someone was told me to like stick with it and kind of. It's not that I like. It's it was coming out week to week, and I kind of wanted to wait. And so, it, as I watched two and three this past week, I was like, "Oh crap!" This do you, is, like, do you really, have to really finish? Good. Do you have to finish Yellowstone before you watch it? I don't know. It takes place like 120 years before. Just okay. understand like. I mean, if you eventually watch Yellowstone, you'll understand the connections, but it's mm. not necessary. Okay. But it's it's really cool. And I also watched this week, big, big, big week, the Michigan Wolverines go to the Sweet 16. Ooh, and okay. uh, we and got the uh, Lost City next week, so we will keep you yeah, guys updated on that. And uh, we appreciate you guys sticking with us this episode. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. Love you, Mom.